0: All right, well, let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and lift these things to Him. Lord, I just thank you that we as your children uh, can come in time of need, and yet, Lord, this morning we come also rejoicing uh, because of uh, the salvation that we have through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and we come in His name this morning, and uh, not in our own merit, uh, all our righteousness is filthy rags, but Lord, we come in in the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you that he ever uh, lives to intercede for us, and so, Lord, we praise uh, your holy name uh, for uh, your great love and mercy to us. Lord, I know uh, how I fail you, and uh, and thought, word, indeed, all week long, and yet I also know that uh, you're a forgiving God that we can uh, come to and ask for forgiveness, and you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, you're faithful when we're unfaithful. And so Lord, just uh, minister to each heart this morning as we look into your word and bless it as, as we just uh, meditate on its wonder. God, I just pray for the mothers of uh, the represented here. And uh, uh, even the spiritual mothers uh, may not have had any children yet. Lord, they've got nieces. They've got uh, nephews. They've got others that uh, they minister to. In that sense, they're mothers. And so, Lord, we lift them all to you, to be faithful, true to you, continue to bless them and use them. Maybe they be a a light on a hill uh, that others will see. And uh, we just give you the praise. Lord, I lift up Lily to you and and her uh, sweetness as I went to see her and talk to her. Lord, what a sweet dear lady. And I just pray for her, just minister and comfort her for dad as well and And uh, that you would heal him as you are slowly doing. That he would not be discouraged, but encouraged. Uh, Lord, we we pray for Gail and the stress test that she will be having. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, uh, her recovery from what she had. And Lord, we just pray that you'll be in the midst and guide and lead the doctors in making the right decisions and Lord, we lift up those who are expecting, and as Ben is as asked this morning, Lord, just to, uh, to be with Heidi in a special way, and uh, Lord, we just thank you for children and for life and for blessing us. God, you're a gracious God, uh, these little precious packages that we can hold and love and know that you love them, and, and so, Father, we just lift Ben to you as well as He's much on his plate, and Lord, I thank you for the message uh, uh, yesterday, and how it blessed my heart, and his love for the Lord Jesus, and his understanding of the gospel, and Lord continue to bless him and use him, and uh, Lord, we lift up Lydia and Ryan to you, and in their relationship, just have this time together, just a blessed one that they spend together. Lord, we, we lift up Amelia as she uh, will uh, minister to uh, uh, Lee uh, uh, White, God, that, that you would just uh, bless this child and that you would uh, uh, minister to her as she's been in this mental hospital Lord, we would pray for Lily as well, and thank you that she is now a doctor, and she'll be separated from Joshua. Lord, I just pray that if they're to be together, you would uh, make their love for each other even stronger. Lord, we pray for those in uh, Nepal that uh, uh, have lost so much, and uh, loved ones, and Lord, that they would find Christ as missionaries go around, that they would see those uh, who are without you and that they would come to know you and all those who will be ministering to them and uh, so father uh, you're a gracious god and uh, we know that it's sin that has brought all these uh, tragedies and these uh, sickness and pain and suffering it's our it's our sin Uh, but lord you you are gracious in that uh, you use us And you minister to us as we minister to others. And so teach us, Lord, to be your humble and obedient children as we grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. In his name, amen. All right, as we look into God's word, turn to Romans chapter 16. And I'll be reading uh, verses 1 through 16. Let's read God's word together. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church which is at Sinecry, that you rece- receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and that you help her in whatever matter she may have need of you, for she herself has also been a helper of many and of myself as well. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who for my life risked their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Also greet the church that is in their house. Uh, Greet uh, uh, Epaphritus, my beloved, who is the first convert to Christ from Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Uh, greet Andronicus and uh, uh, Junius my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners who are out are outstanding among the apostles who also were in Christ before me greet uh, Amphilitus my beloved in the Lord greet Eubanus our fellow worker in Christ and statius my beloved greet Apelles and approved, uh, approved in Christ, greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus, greet Herodian, my kinsman, greet those of the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord, greet Triphena uh, uh, and tro, uh, Triphosa, workers in the Lord, greet Persis, the beloved who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, a choice man in the Lord, also his mother and mine. Greet uh, uh, Aristotus, Philegon, Hermes, uh, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren with them. Greet uh, Philogos and Julia, uh, Nerus, and his sister Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Whew. Praise God I got through it. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, now, did I pronounce all those words correctly? Obviously not. <laughs> Would anybody like to try? <laughs> you know, but that's okay. And uh, Because if you look at their names in the Greek, it's not even anything like this. And I started to do it in Greek, but I thought, no. Nah, that wouldn't probably be uh, uh, the thing to do, but, but maybe so. But uh, God knows how to pronounce each one of these correctly. Amen. Have you ever thought of that? He knows how to pronounce them all correctly. And not only that, <laughs> that's right, and also by name and knows everything about them. And so you say, well, how do you get a list of... Uh, from this list of names a sermon i really don't know but we're going to give a stab at it okay uh so in romans 16 these first 16 verses is more than just a list of names and uh, on the surface uh it may seem like there's not much here but i believe there really is uh you know, we're through now with all the deep doctrines of Romans and all the definitions and, and uh, all the mind-boggling things that we have learned in the book of Romans. And uh, now, I believe, it's time for the embracing, uh, the reaching out to the church. That's what Paul is doing. In other words, it's not all up here uh, But he's taught it. He's not saying it's not important. But what he is saying now, it's time to really show you my heart. And uh, his greeting, his love for those in Rome. Uh, And this is for us too. Uh, Our love for one another. We can have it all right up here. And what does uh, 1 Corinthians 13 say? You can have all knowledge and without love you're just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And so I want to see six six observations from these 16 verses. And uh, first of all, notice the number of names like you like you didn't. But 27 named people are mentioned with others mentioned who are not named. A lot of people here. And uh, uh, it's interesting that Paul knows a lot, of, a lot of names for never having been in Rome. But I think there's reasons for that. I think letters were written to him. He had other converts tell him tell him about people in Rome. And, and so he got to know these people without getting to know them, if you will. And uh, so uh, he he mentions them like their brothers and sisters which they are brothers and sisters we read uh, or had, or had uh, Ben read Philemon did you notice that same sort of uh, love that you felt when I read these 16 verses of greetings of, of love for uh, Philemon and Philemon's love now that he ought to have for Onesimus and he says, boy I've heard of this about you and uh, whoa you know that's Christianity that's where the rubber meets the road that's where we live from day to day and uh, uh, we find that 26 of these people are already in Rome and Phoebe which I think I pronounced correctly uh, The first name here, probably the only one, but uh, that's the way most uh, people pronounce it, uh, is coming. She's not there yet. But anyway, Christ uh, knows them all by name. And he knows you by name. And this is something that uh, I, I think should give us great comfort. John 10, 3, for instance. Uh, to him, speaking now, the the, sh- the great shepherd of the sheep, that's uh, John 10, he says, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his, his own by what? By name. And leads them out. See, he knows their name. And he knows your name. And he cares about you. Uh, and then, uh, after the, Uh, In Luke 10, after the 70 that had been sent out returned, and they were amazed that the demons and all had uh, given way to them and so forth. Behold, uh, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice in what? That your names are recorded in heaven. You know, that's. Is there anything better than that? I don't know of anything in this world that your name is written in heaven. And Christ knows his sheep all by name. And so, let's be like Paul and remember names. I'm bad at it, I've confessed. (laughs) I mean, I've looked at Kevin and go, "Who is that guy?" You know, <laughs> and I know him. Uh, but uh, let's remember, and uh, like, like Paul said concerning Philemon, making mention of you always in my prayers. Amen. See, that's what it's about. It's remembering people to do what? To pray for them. Uh, One thing about Chuck Phillips that used to amaze me is he he just remembers names. But then I got to thinking, why is it that Chuck remembers names? Do you reckon it's because he's praying for them? Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, We need to work at it. We need to get uh, better at it. I do. Maybe not you, but I do. You know, somebody as famous as Tom Hanks, which I, whom I got to meet, wonderful guy. I loved him uh, meeting him and, and all. but you know, Tom Hanks is known by millions of people through his movies and, and what have you, known by millions of people. And that's great. But if Christ doesn't know you, it means nothing. If you're not, your name is not written in heaven, it means absolutely uh, nothing. Matthew chapter 10. I didn't put this one. I don't think, no, I didn't put this one up on the board. But Matthew uh, chapter 10. In verses... 29 through 31, he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a cent, and yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. You're more valuable than all the sparrows in the world, is the idea there. So notice the number of names. He knows us by name. That's the first thing. Also, secondly, notice how different each relationship uh, is with Paul. He calls some sisters, some brothers, some servants. Uh, and, uh, notice in, in, in Romans 16, and I think there's, a, there's an application uh, to all of us in this. The more you get to know somebody, the more you can define them. You can say, wow, that's the gift of, uh, of uh, helps or gift of whatever because you've gotten to know them. But notice this, in, and he says in verse 1 of chapter 16, your sister, a servant, he calls her. And then in verse 2, uh, a helper of many about Priscilla and Aquila, fellow workers. In verse 4, who, for my life, risked their necks. He's defining them, you see. And then in verse 5, my beloved, concerning. In verse 6, worked hard for you. In verse 7, my kinsman, my fellow prisoner. Verse 9, fellow worker. And some of these he, he uh, repeats, he defines everyone uh, With the same thing. But verse 10. Approved in Christ. Verse 11 again. Kinsman. Uh, Verse 12. uh, Worked hard. Uh, Verse 13. A choice man. Interesting isn't it? See it's not just a list of names. But each one of these uh, people. That he has heard of or knows. uh, Have something about them. A characteristic about them. That Paul loves and acknowledges, and uh, we need to be described some way if you ask if you 're brave enough, ask somebody how they would describe you that 's kind of a scary thing to do <laughs> because you might not like what they say, but uh, As I look around here, and I can't mention everybody, I see as I've gotten to know you, and don't feel left out if I don't mention your name, uh, people like Sue Robinson, a teacher, defender of the faith like Carl, a real caregiver like Jenny, an evangelist like David, a real worshiper like Ben. A real encourager like David. Ron and Dicey, who are not here today. Faithful. See what I'm saying? How would you be described? And then, Lad, I would say, thirsting for truth. Do you want me to describe you? No, not. <laughs> And I didn't do that, and and don't feel left out uh, because uh, everybody here, I have uh, Janine, the list is, you know, this long. (laughs) Yes, it is, uh, because I know her the best. But you may be a peacemaker, you may be meek, you may be described as gentle, merciful, forgiving, a repentant, a, a repenter. Uh, trustworthy and so how do you describe yourself not asking somebody else because that can be dangerous but how do you describe yourself and I know you have probably thoughts about me so I'm not leaving me out of this uh, but how do you describe yourself interesting thought here thirdly the the next third observation we make is How Christ saturated this chapter is. Did you see how Christ saturated this is? In uh, uh, verse 2 he says. Receive her in the Lord. Verse 3. Workers in Jesus Christ. Uh, Verse 5. First convert to Christ from Asia. And then verse 7. Were in Christ before me. In verse 8. My beloved in the Lord. Verse 9. Fellow workers in Christ. Verse 10. uh, uh, Approved in Christ. In verse 11. Who are in the Lord. In verse 12. Workers in the Lord. And then at the end. Worked hard in the Lord. Verse 12. Verse 13. uh, Rufus a choice man in the Lord. And then the Verse 16, it says, All the churches of Christ. Greeting, Man. Do you think Paul was saturated with Christ? It's all about Christ. It was all about this one who had appeared to him on the Damascus road. Who he said and told him who he was. And Paul said, Uh, became a follower of Christ, an apostle of Christ, greatly used by God. And God wants to use us that same way. This man was consumed with Christ. Let me ask you, are you consumed with Christ? Boy, that hurts, doesn't it? That hurts. Because I ask myself, am I consumed with Christ? It almost makes me want to weep at times. Or our conversations when we get together about Christ. You know, uh, he's not here. I don't see Greg. Uh, so I can talk about it. But, uh, but Greg and I, uh, right before the, uh, we were, well, while we were eating, actually, we just had a wonderful conversation about Christ and Christ's forgiveness and, cr- and, and Christ's righteousness, that we were righteous in Christ. And we were just bouncing this off of each other. And you know what? I was refreshed by him. I really was. The pastor was refreshed by him. And so I am refreshed when we talk about Christ. No. Are we consumed with Christ? What about our emails, our letters? Matthew 12, 34 says, You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is your mouth filled with? It will tell you what's in your heart. That's what he's saying rather abundance. If you're talking about 24-7, 365 days a week, how is Alabama or Auburn going to do next year? And that's, that's all you talk about? That shows you what's in your heart. That shows you who is your God. Just be honest with yourself. Confess that sin before God. Not that it's wrong, not that it's wrong to talk about those. I'm not saying that. But are we consumed with This world. Are we consumed with Christ? And I'm speaking to myself, brothers and sisters. I am not throwing stones. You say, well, you know, Paul taught like that then. But we just don't do that these days. Why not? Why not? This is convicting, this list of names. This is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let me ask you, is Jesus there in your heart? Is Jesus there in your heart? Not in your mind, you know, where you come to church and and paste him on and take him off when you leave. That's so easy to do. You can just you know, dress up, look nice, and paste him on, and praise God, hallelujah, and go home and curse and yell and scream and be mean and talk about people. And, is that Christianity? No. Absolutely not. That's not Christianity. Convicting people, this is convicting. You know, but if, if, if I talk like that about Jesus, you know, what will, people, what will people think? They'll think I'm nuts. Wow, well, the Bible talks about that too. 1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles what? People think I'm foolish. Uh-huh. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, you love to talk about him. Amen. Let me back up one. I think you. Have. Yes, 1 Corinthians 2.14 But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. And you know, this is supposed to be 1 Corinthians 4.10 but I didn't discover that till, And I said, boy, I put down the wrong verse. Well... 1 Corinthians 4.10 says we're fools for his sake. But then I got to thinking, well, you know what? They all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. In the Old Testament, who was following them as they traveled in the wilderness? It tells us Christ. Is Christ part of your life? Is He the center of your life? Do you realize that He is all you need? Do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? Because Moses struck the rock and outpoured all the water they needed. And from Christ, He is all the drink that we need. Are you hungry and thirsting for righteousness, for the righteousness that comes only from Christ. Think about it. Think about that in, in, in our own lives. Do you love drinking Christ? Whoa. Think about that. Taking Christ in. Do you love talking about Christ? You know, I've had people, I'll start talking to them, and they'll say, well, you know, that's a private issue. That's between me and God, and I just don't talk about that. Oh, really? Well, you better. My question to you is, if Jesus isn't coming out of the mouth, is he in the heart? If Jesus is not coming out of the mouth, is he in the heart? Are you drinking of him? What did Jesus say about this? Boy, this is, this is convicting. This is one of those passages you don't like to read. You know, you try to excuse it or say, well, that's not really what he meant. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father is in heaven. So don't say, this is a private matter between me and God and I just don't like talking about it. Because you should, you should like talking about it. Is he your all in all? Is he your treasure? Does he relate to everything in your life? Or do you just paste him on? Convicting. Very convicting. Number four. Three more to go. I think there are several churches in Rome that Paul is writing to. He calls this uh, uh, the church in Rome. But if you said, if he had written to Mobile and he said to the church in Rome, what is the church? People. So you could be located in different places and be uh, part of the church if you were meeting in a home. And so there's real evidence here, I think, from Romans 16 that there are at least five churches that are mentioned here. I think this list is probably a list of the leaders in those churches. It's not all the believers. But it's the leaders that he knows that are uh, the workers that are, are the uh, uh, the leaders in in these various churches. Now we know there's one, don't we? From uh, verse five, it says, uh, and, "And also greet the church that is in their house." So we know there's one, but we also see, I believe, there are others as well. In verse fourteen. In, uh, and he, he lists these people in verse 14. And then he says, and the brethren with them. So, like, that's another church, you see. That's a church, too. And, uh, and then in verse 16, uh, and, uh, another, verse uh, uh, 15, I'm sorry. And all the saints who are with them, with another list. And so I believe there, there were many churches in Rome. How many? Who knows? Uh, But it could have been quite a few. And uh, uh, so if he wrote a letter to us, it would be the Bible-believing believers in Mobile, those Christ-centered churches. And then we see, fifthly, look at the uh, command to greet. Thirteen times in 16 verses, he tells them uh, to greet so-and-so. Thirteen times... He tells them to greet so and so. Who is he talking to? Romans 1, 7. To all who are beloved of God in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Every one of them. To greet one another. You know what? Greet, 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 greet. greet. Do we greet one another? Think about it. Do we greet one another? Boy, it's so good to see you. And just give him a big hug. That's greeting one another. He says, greet one another with what? A holy kiss. Now, man, I'm sorry. that ain't going to happen. Probably. Maybe, well, it would take a real moving of the spirit, I think. <laughs> but, no, to greet, though. It's an affection. In other words... Show one another that you really love them that you really that you really do care about them. We need to be better at that. I do, and then lastly, as we'll close, notice the love in this chapter. four times he uses loved or beloved in verse five, verse eight, verse nine uh, in verse twelve, and then also. We see, like in in verse 6, he says, uh, Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. What is somebody who is working hard for you? What does that mean about them towards you? They love you. That's exactly what it means. Mary loves you, is what Paul is saying. And uh, so there, there are things like that. This is the language of love. How do we talk? How do we, and this is, and again, uh, when we talk to each other on the phone. Now, you know, I've started practicing this, and I, I've really caught some of you off guard, I think, because there's this big pause when I say, I love you. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, 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 you know, you just kind of tell. There's a hesitation because, why? We're not used to doing that. And we need to be Doing that. We need to be telling one another. And Janine said that. that I was kind of going open. Sometimes I did. You need to tell me that more. (laughs) Do I hear an amen? Amen. (laughs) But we do. We We need to say it. We may feel it. But are we really saying it to one another? We need to say I love you. And so, don't be surprised if you talk to me, and when we leave, I say I love you. Love you too, brother. Thank you, brother, and I love you too. See what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what this is where where Paul's heart is. I'm going to look at some of the saints, but I'm going to hold off on doing that. And how precious these saints were to Paul, and how uh, they are to to God as well, and we're included in this list. Six observations. Maybe you can find more. Go back and read this for yourself and pray as you go through it. Lord, help me to be like Phoebe. Help me to be like Aquila and Priscilla as a, as a husband and wife team because that's what we are as a husband. Mm-hmm. Aquila and Priscilla were a husband-wife team, you see. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, just from a list of names, there's so much here. Uh, You've taught me so much about the heart of Paul. Paul really did love people, he really did desire to see people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Help us, Father. as as your children, to be witnesses for you, Uh, to point men and women uh, to Christ, the only Savior. Lord, help us to show by our lives that Christ is real in our lives and that, uh, Lord, they would come to know Christ as we tell them that He is the way, the truth, and the life and that no man comes to the Father but through Him. Lord, I thank You for His precious blood that cleanses us from all of our sin, that we're saved by faith alone, uh, through grace alone, to the glory of God alone. And Lord, help us. God, give us grace, as You did Paul, to be witnesses for You and to give men, women, and children the gospel in love. We ask this in His precious name. Amen.